Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome and welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy House podcast, where we talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Thank you for joining me and allowing me to be a part of your journey. Please, please, please pardon my voice this morning. First of all, it's actually really early in the morning. Number two, I'm getting over a cold, allergies. I'm still not sure whatever was actually happening with my body, but we are getting well we're recovering from something so please excuse my voice other than that i'm feeling really really good this morning i have this i don't know this feeling of unwavering faith i'm just really happy to be here and also like i really got the vibe the energy where it's just like you know it is what it is i don't really give a fuck and not in a sense where it's coming from a negative standpoint which Y'all are my people, so I know y'all know that, but sometimes I feel like I have to explain it for some people who don't know. But, like, when you have so much faith in what you see for your life and your desires and you have so much faith in the universe, it's just like, whatever happens, happens. I'm still good at the end of the day. No matter what my current reality looks like, no matter what life throws at me, I'm still good because I know the universe is conspiring in my favor. I know that I'm doing what I need to do to get the life that I want, you know? Karmic action. How are you doing? How's your heart? How's your energy in this moment? No matter what it is, it is okay. Take this moment to check in and really feel your own energy. Experience yourself in this moment. How are you? Let's take a moment. So something that I've been doing lately is really indulging in articles. I love to read, y'all already know, like I love my books. But when I'm on my phone or on my computer, nine times out of 10, I'm reading an article, whether it's on Substack, whether it's like a newsletter that I subscribe to. I love articles. I love that for me. But when I was reading an article by a publication called HERS, H-U-R-S, I'm absolutely obsessed. Uh, The article was called, Are We Losing Ourselves in the Pursuit of of wellness. It really inspired today's conversation on the culture of consumption. We're going to dive deeper in just a bit on one of the passages that really caught my eye, but I first want to start off by defining what wellness means to me. For me, wellness is an inner journey. It's an eternal and internal journey back to self. It's remembering the power of your breath. It's remembering that movement releases 
any negative energy, any trauma that no longer serves you. It's remembering who you are. It's cultivating daily practices that are absolutely free, absolutely free, that are already with you. Your breath, movement, a walk, fresh air, speaking to yourself, being aware of your thoughts. And I believe that now we've entered a space where wellness is a market. And honestly, health and wellness has always been a market, but now it's thriving more than ever. It's a $4.3 trillion industry. And by 2025, it is expected to increase to a $7 trillion industry. Now we're living in a society where other people's lives and routines are so accessible. A lot of us, and I've been guilty of this. We see other people with certain things, and this could be in their wellness routine, an outfit, whatever the case may be, and we think we need those things. And so now we're in a space where we are over-consuming. We are buying things that don't actually serve us, that we don't actually need, instead of making conscious efforts and being intentional with the things that we purchase. We're over-consuming. Think about that thing you bought last week or last month. You haven't even touched it. You haven't even thought about it. But in that moment when you were buying it online or whenever you went to Target or whatever you went to buy it, you thought you needed it so bad. You thought you you thought it was going to change your life. There is a level of overconsumption that's doing so much harm to not only ourselves, not only our mental health, but our earth. We have to come to a space, a mindset and truly understand that there is nothing outside of ourselves that will fulfill our hearts, that will feed our soul. It is in us. We are the only thing that can heal us. It's us. It starts with our breath. It starts with our mind. It starts with movement and getting to know who you truly are. Because when you know who you truly are, you understand, you overstand that there is nothing outside of you that can feed your soul. The truth is, we're going to buy things. We are going to buy things. But, and I'm going to talk more on this later, but it's important to make intentional and conscious decisions when we are purchasing things. Really random thought, but not so random actually. I guess sidebar. Something that literally I came to this epiphany today. I am really working to simplify not only my creative life, but just like my life in general. I think coming into the new year, we have so many goals and dreams and, you know, new things we want to start. And that just really overwhelms the shit out of me. So I was just like, you know what? Let's just get consistent with what we're, what we're doing. Let's get these night routines in check. Let's get these morning routines in check. Let's simplify. That's the word for 2024 for me, simplify. Because when things are simple, it's easier to be consistent with those things. Which I guess that leads me right into the excerpt that I wanted to read from the article that I was talking about earlier. Social media has created a blueprint for what health looks like. And it's often exclusionary and toxic. It started with the that girl phenomenon, which promoted the unattainable idea of waking up at 5 a.m., daily journaling sessions, meditations, clean eating, working out, and hitting at least 10,000 steps a day. And while some of these practices may help people feel their best, the culture around wellness quickly became one of ticking boxes over focusing on what actually makes you feel good. This fixation with being the best version of yourself while measuring up against someone else's high reel on social media is anything but realistic. 
and leaves many burned out instead of feeling their best. It's accompanied by a consumption-first culture, making us believe we need to acquire things to start taking care of ourselves. Let's not forget, leading us from one trend to the next, overcomplicating the concept of wellness and promoting the belief that we need to acquire products to achieve health grows the wellness industry's bottom line. I just want to say, I think that we've all have, most of us have fallen victim to feeling like we need to do more and be more because we've seen someone else's unattainable morning routine or night routine or 10-step, 20-step skincare routine on social media. And I think that, of course, it's important to minimize your social media usage, but while we are on these platforms, remember to use discernment. Remember that what works for the next person may not work for you. Remember that wellness journeys and self-love and spiritual journeys are individualistic journeys. At the heart of every Great wellness routine is a routine, self-care practices that cater to you, that cater to the individual. And I think sometimes we forget that. On this section of this passage where it was saying this fixation with being the best version of yourself, I think we've all become, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me personally, there was a point in time where I became obsessed with being the best version of myself, like the ultimate version of myself. I've now learned my best is going to look different every single day. And I'm not, I'm no longer obsessed with being my best self. You know, I'm more so, as we spoke about in a earlier podcast, meeting myself where I am in this moment. I don't have to be my best self. And this reminds me of a card that I pulled in my tarot deck. And the message within that card for that day was, you could have all the material abundance in the world and still be miserable if your obsession with improving your current condition is the problem. And to me, obsession leads to overconsumption. And I mean overconsumption in all aspects. Think of overconsumption of anything will wreak havoc on our mental health. But referring back to the article, Use discernment when we're on social media. Understand that what works for one person may not work for you, or it might. You never know. Your routine doesn't have to be a million things. It becomes really overwhelming, and you stare away from the habits, the things that actually nourish your soul. I've come to a space where my wellness routine is as simple as waking up, taking a deep breath, not getting on my phone, not allowing certain people, certain things into my space at such an early time in the day before I check in with myself. And eating a nourishing meal. Sometimes I go to the gym, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I stretch, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't eat a very nourishing meal. But it's important to me that I simplify my routines, my wellness routine, my spiritual routine, and my journey. Because if I don't, I end up in a space that is not good, especially mentally. I end up being really sad. I end up feeling like I need to do more, like I need to be more. And that's not what I want for myself, and that's not what I want for you. It's okay to buy things, but do so intentionally. It's okay to indulge in self-care, but do so intentionally. Because we should feel good. We should do things that light up our soul. We should do the things that make us feel good inside. But don't neglect your spirit. Don't forget to nurture your soul because none of it matters if you're not tending to your inner being. Do not get caught up in the consumerism trap. Now, I want to get into consumerism and overconsumption. If you listen to this Escaping the Matrix episode, then what I'm saying may sound familiar to you, but it doesn't hurt to be reminded. So 
Here is a little reminder. Here is a little lesson on consumerism. What exactly is consumerism? Consumerism is the tendency to consume and keep consuming. It's the drive to buy and own more stuff and to define one's identity through what they own. It makes people desperate about owning things that may not be affordable and can cause depression and anxiety. The way consumerism works is that it creates an economic system that encourages consumers and society to buy more through social social pressure, advertising, manipulation, and the belief that you'll be happier if you own a particular item. I have fallen victim to the consumerism trap. It just feels like everywhere you turn to, there is someone encouraging you to buy something. And as someone who works with brands through my podcast, on YouTube, Instagram, like on my platforms, that's why it's so important to me to be intentional with who I work with. It is super important for me to be intentional with who I work with because it has to make sense for my audience. It has to make sense for my community. It has to align with my beliefs, my values. I've turned down so many brand partnerships. When a brand reaches out to me or when my talent manager comes to me with a brand, I ask myself, does this make sense for my community? Does this make sense for me? And if the answer is no, then I'll pass on that opportunity. Because although I genuinely recommend, you know, whether it be products or services to my community, I am always pushing for you to understand and know who you are on a deeper level, on a spiritual level. And I never want you to feel like you have to buy anything outside of yourself, tangible things to be more because you're enough already. On this podcast and pretty much all of my platforms, I want you to feel like it's a safe space. I want you to understand that it's a safe space and you don't have to do or be anything other than yourself to belong here, to fit in here. I feel like all that I just said, you knew that already, you felt that already, but I think having this conversation about consumerism and overconsumption, it was important for me to address my place and my stance within that, you know what I mean? Now, I want to get into why we may overconsume. I feel like a lot of reasons exist for why we overconsume. But I think the one that keeps coming up for me is that we don't know ourselves. We use these products, clothes, you know, money to fill a void within us, to cover up the fact that we don't truly know who we are. And we use things outside of ourselves to feed our ego. Not only to tell society like, hey, this person is worthy because they have X, Y, Z. You know, I'm worthy because I have a big house and I have, you know, all of these things. But deep down inside, we may not truly feel that way. And until we do the work that is within us, we're going to continue to overconsume and continue to buy these things that actually don't serve us, that we actually don't need. And it is quite unfortunate that we live in a society that defines someone's worth based on the things that they have and what they can offer. That's really sad. And I know me specifically and a lot of us in this community, we're working hard to reframe our thought process on what is considered worthy in a human being. When you have 
a mindset, a superficial mindset to where you equivalent the things that someone has with their value and their worth. What does that say about yourself? What does that say about how you feel about yourself? How worthy you think you are? How we treat and judge other human beings is a direct reflection of how we treat and judge ourselves. Think about how many times, and I'm guilty of this, and again, just because I'm speaking on a subject doesn't mean I've mastered it. There is very little in my life that I've actually mastered other than myself. I am always trying to master myself above all else. But think about how many times we have thought to ourselves, when I have this house or this car or when I look like this, then I'll be enough. Until we realize that we're enough as we are in this current moment, we'll continue to overconsume and buy things to fulfill us, to make us quote unquote happy. Another reason why we may overconsume is simply because we're bored. It actually may not be that deep. <laughs> you know, it may not be that we don't know ourselves. And maybe they were just bored. How many times out of boredom have we just pulled up, well, one, social media, but outside of that, like our favorite online store because we're bored and then we go shopping then we fall into this perpetual cycle of buying things that we don't need. Also, another reason for overconsumption, which I in the past, oh my gosh, was such a victim of, I allowed my emotions to make decisions for me like just making impulsive decisions based off my emotions whenever I used to be sad I remember going to like my favorite online shop and just filling my cart up with all of the things that I want like not even thinking about how much it costs now obviously in the end I think I didn't purchase this but just filling up my cart with all the things that I wanted made me feel so good and it's because it triggered a surge of dopamine. And if you haven't heard me talk about dopamine yet, or if you don't know what it is, it basically creates pleasurable feelings. Above all else, we just want to feel good. We want to be comfortable and we want to feel good. And at that time in my life, filling up my cart with items that I knew good and well that I wasn't going to purchase made me feel good. And I don't know if there's really much harm in that. Now, don't get me wrong, there were times and still times that I buy things impulsively. And when they come in, I'm just like, hmm, I don't know if I actually needed this. Or, hmm, this didn't really hit the way I thought it was going to hit when I thought I needed this thing, when I thought it was going to change my life. It's not really hitting. Sometimes I send it back. Sometimes I don't. But I'm really trying to get away from making impulsive decisions based on how I feel in the moment and start just actually feeling my feelings and working through it because if I don't I'm going to find myself right back in that same position buying the things that I don't need running away from my feelings running away from myself and that's not what I want and I really had to understand the fact that and I want you to understand this that pleasure that you get from the surges of dopamine they're temporary. They will not last. It's like putting a band-aid over a wound. It's a temporary fix. And those feelings, that feeling of sadness, anxiety, whatever you're feeling, it's going to return because you didn't deal with that thing. And you're going to be exactly where you started. Why did I say it like that? Exactly where you started. But you'll be exactly where you started. 
craving that dopamine hit, that dopamine surge, triggered to buy more and more and more. It's important for me to create a reality that I don't have to escape from. And fulfilling those dopamine hits is a in in overconsuming and overindulging in all the things that aren't good for me is a way that a way that we all escape our current reality. I want you to understand that your life is yours and nobody else's. There's no reason for you to live a life in order to fulfill someone else's happiness. Like, I don't give a, I don't care. I've come to a point where I don't care about pleasing other people. I don't care about pleasing society. Because first of all, that's just a battle you'll never win. You'll never win that battle. People are always gonna complain. People are always gonna be unhappy with the choices that you make. But if you're making choices to feed your own soul and to live a life that fulfills you, a fulfilling life, that's all that matters. Once you start to do that, you'll start to manifest the things and a life that you truly want. No one else. Nothing but happiness can come from that. Therefore, you have now created a reality that you don't have to escape from. A reality that fuels you and that works for nobody else but you. Because that's what truly matters. Until you live your life for you, you're going to keep wanting to escape. You're going to keep wanting to overconsume. Live for you. Now I want to get into some of the negative side effects of overconsuming as if this whole episode hasn't been about negative side effects of overconsuming. But okay, let's get into it. Obviously, overconsuming is really, really bad for our mental health because we're avoiding us. We're running away from ourselves, as I have said over and over again, not only today, but also in other episodes. It creates self-esteem issues, anxiety, depression, a feeling of unworthiness, a feeling of not being enough. Well, because we'll never feel like enough because we're going to we think that we need these things to be enough. And let's not even get on like what it does to us financially. So many people I know like and this is the type of background that I come from. So many people I know spend money they don't have to fill societal needs or, or standards or to be seen and viewed or perceived in a certain light. You want people to think you got it, so you're going out and buying cars, houses that you actually can't afford, and now your financial situation looks like shit. And because I've seen that growing up, I know that is not what I want. That is not what I want. I will not become a victim of buying things, not only to fulfill false needs of my own, but to control how I'm perceived by reality. I truly don't care that much. I've come to a place where I truly don't care that much. I don't know that I ever, truly ever did. I was thinking about that earlier today um, because I get the question a lot, like, how did you become who you are? I think before I knew who I was, I actually knew who I was. If that makes any kind of sense. I was doing the things that fulfilled me. And a, a large part of my life, especially like in high school and college, was the clothes that I wore, the way that I dressed. And I dressed for me. It was like a creative outlet and, and a way of expression for me. And I didn't really ever try to fit in with the clothes that I wore. I wore what made me happy. I literally had a flashback this morning of, like when I was in a cafeteria in um, college and I walked by this table and these girls were just saying, oh my gosh, she dressed like a grandma. If I truly gave a fuck what people thought about me, I would have changed the way I dressed, but I didn't. I kept dressing like a fucking grandma. Back to my point, I will not drive myself into a hole and spend money that I may not have in order to be viewed in a certain light by society. So we know that overconsumption affects us as human beings 
in a negative way. But I don't think we talk enough about how it negatively impacts our environment. Overconsumption literally worsens climate breakdown and it increases air pollution. It exhausts the planet's life support systems like the ones that provide us with fresh water, air, like literally our natural resources, y'all. And it leaves us short of materials critical to our health and quality of life. And I don't think a lot of us understand that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our desire for overconsumption to fill voids to temporarily relieve negative emotions that we need to feel, it breaks down our environment. We only have one earth. We only have one mother earth, one planet. And little by little, collectively, we are breaking her down. And y'all, it's no us without her. Like we literally need this planet to survive. And it, it baffles me because I was having a conversation with Travis and he was listening to a podcast where they were talking about how I believe Elon Musk is literally building civilization on another planet. Let's reel it back in. How about we, mm, I have an idea, stop over consuming, live a simple life, intend to the planet that we already have. To me, the math ain't math and it seems like that would be the obvious choice, but let's take care of our earth. Let's be conscious with the choices that we're making. The quality of our planet directly affects the quality of our lives. Let's take care of her because unless you're Elon Musk, <laughs> this is all that we have. Okay, let's end it off with some ways how we can be more intentional with how and where we spend our money, okay? First and foremost, like I've been saying, let's be conscious with the decisions that we make. Let's not impulsively or mindlessly purchase things. When you get ready to purchase something, do I actually need this? Does this make sense for me? Am I actually going to use this? What value is this adding to my life? Am I buying this because I'm sad or because I'm mad? What's actually going on with me right now? Let's be conscious because I think so many times we're not conscious when we're making choices. Not only buying things, but like any choice. We're not being conscious. We're not tapped in and we're not tuned in with self while we're making these decisions. Another thing is to do your research on these brands, on these corporations before you spend your money with them. A lot of times these brands aren't inclusive they support causes and organizations that don't even align with our beliefs and our values. And because you didn't do your research, you're now spending money. You're, you're literally putting money into the pockets of people and organizations and industries that you don't support, that don't align with your soul and your spirit. Do your research, and I guarantee you, if we did our research like we should with a lot of these brands, we'd keep our money in our pocket. It'd save us time and money. So make sure you're aware of who you are spending your money with. Do your research, period. Instead, support brands with intention. Because truth be told, there are so many amazing brands that make 
their clothing from, you know, recyclable material or from natural fibers and that donate a lot of their proceeds to organizations and to nonprofits that actually put their efforts into saving our earth, that actually put their efforts into making this world a better place. Ooh, another one of my favorites is to support your local businesses and shops and also support small businesses, whether they be online or locally. One of my favorite things is that where I live and probably pretty much wherever I live, we plan on moving um, this year at some point, but right now where I live at, I'm pouring my money back into the community. When I go grocery shopping, I go to a local own grocery shop health food store when I go out and do my work at a coffee shop I'm at a local coffee shop I go thrifting at the Goodwill I literally make a conscious effort to pour my money back into the community to pour my money back into places that align with my beliefs and even when it comes to me shopping online I'm super intentional does this brand, does this small business, does this person, do they align with my values? Do they align with my beliefs? Are we energetically connected? I haven't always been this way, so don't beat yourself up if you are in a space where you haven't been consciously making these decisions because the fact of it is, now you know and you can't unknow. And it's not, it's not something that's done overnight. It takes time because at the end of the day, the way that this world is set up, the only thing, I'm not going to say the only because you can always thrift, but thrifting is not always the answer. Thrifting, you can't always find what you need in that moment. But a lot of these big corporations fit in our budget. So that's what we gravitate towards. I think often when we talk about being sustainable and and I just feel like there are so many flaws within a sustainability movement, but I'm not going to get into that. Not right now, but I feel like this is not talked about. So I definitely wanted to say, you know, give yourself some grace. This is not an overnight process. Purchase what makes sense for you in this moment. Purchase what is in your budget in this moment. But I do ask that you assume the responsibility and be intentional about what you actually need. Because I think that's where it goes downhill. We're not intentional. You could also be an outfit repeater. Like I literally wear the same clothes over and over and over. And I seen this like little um challenge online where you have seven pieces where basically you're creating a wardrobe capsule and you try to create as many outfits as you can with these seven wardrobe pieces. I think I seen Lindsay Rim do it. Oh my gosh, she bodied it. And I don't know, I think I want to challenge myself to do something like that in the future but as of right now I pretty much wear the same outfits over and over and over and actually think about Steve Jobs like shit actually gets way more simpler and it's easier because you don't have to put in so much thought now don't get me wrong my wardrobe my clothing is a creative outlet for me so I'm always trying to get creative and mix and match but I usually wear the same pieces over and over and over my favorite pieces to literally I cannot wear them anymore. We also could obviously thrift and upcycle. That honestly does so much and I don't believe we realize that. I love, 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 love me some thrifting. It's fun. It's challenging. 
And it actually forces you to be even more creative with your outfits. And I love that. And I have found some amazing vintage pieces at the thrift store. I love me some thrifting. But let's move away now from clothing. When we get these this urge to shop and spend money, let's replace shopping with hobbies. I have really gotten into crocheting. I'm learning to crochet things. And I'm actually... I don't know what I'm going to make me next. Well, I, first of all, I haven't made anything at all, but I've, I've just been in that practicing stage. But I think what I want my first thing to be is a scarf of some sort. But yeah, like just replace shopping with hobbies. I love to read. I love going to the library because let me tell you, there's something about going to the library that fulfills this need, this urge to shop because I'm going in there. I'm supporting my local library and I didn't have to spend a penny. But I come back with something. It temporarily fulfills my dopamine cravings without doing much harm. But I'm also giving back to my community and to my city that I live in. So I love that. A few other things that I want you to remember is to understand that satisfying your dopamine cravings will only provide short-term fulfillment. Get to know yourself because when you know you, you know that there is nothing outside of you. Like I said before... That can feed your soul. You are the blueprint. Look within all of the answers to the unknown and the questions that you have about your path and your journey. They lie within you. Nothing outside of you can answer those questions. No matter how much physical and tangible abundance you have, if you are neglecting your soul, you still losing. You lost. The answers lie within you. To bring it back full circle... Spend and purchase wisely, intentionally, consciously. Do it when and where it makes sense. As always, remember to give yourself grace on this journey. Give yourself grace. Don't beat yourself up about what you've done in the past. We all done done shit. We've all made unconscious decisions that didn't serve us or the greater good. But we are here now. And that's what matters. We know now. Continue to give yourself that grace and be intentional because when you do good, nothing but goodness, despite what your current reality looks like, despite what you have been trained to believe, when you do good, nothing but goodness and abundance will come to you. Always remember that. And on that note, let's wrap it up for the day. I was I was so excited about this conversation and I hope you enjoyed it as well. I hope you learned something new today. I'm sending you so much peace, so much love, so much abundance and everything you need in this moment. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Mwah.